Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up, everybody? Dr. Dad's here coming live to you on December 20th, 2018, five days till the big day. Till us dads know so well that our kids are jumping up and down for joy knowing that Santa Claus is coming down our chimneys. And Santa! We- Santa! <laughs> uh, we've got for you today a really important message, and it's our pillars. Everybody has a program or a map to live by that serves them for living a bigger, more purposeful, more intention-filled, uh, spiritual-filled, health-filled life. And what we did is we created our six pillars for the Dr. Dad podcast and in the hopes of sharing with you so that you can add more value to your life. And so we're going to walk through some of these things. But uh, how are you doing, Dr. David? I'm good, brother. Happy holidays, man. Yeah. I'm excited for Santa. So is my little man. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a pretty magical time when you've got kids. You know, for those of you who are dads out there, knowing your, your little guys are just primed for this uh for this gentleman to come down the chimney and, and all the excitement that goes along and i don't know about you but i'm you know we're trying to watch every christmas film and um talk about the big day uh with our kids you know for no other reason than it, it just you feel like a kid again and it's it's a wonderful magic to be around it brings out the best in you it really does and like you're saying it it's, it is magical you look at your kids and you're like golly that's it's just beauty it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. And I, I really enjoy this time of year. Yeah, it's that it's innocence, right? And it's that connection. There Speaking we go. of our pillars, man. There we go. Why don't we start there? So oh, let's, let's list them off. We're going to list off our six pillars, and then we're going to dive into each of them and how we relate to them. And I'm sure each of you, when you think about it, you probably have pillars of your own. Maybe you haven't written them down yet. And, um, you know, these are things that we can sort of focus in on when we're having a crappy day and you know, we're not feeling like ourselves. We can go back to our pillars and uh, we all need that. Right, David? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, one thing that I've noticed for me when I'm at, whenever I'm not performing the way I know I'm able to and my body maybe is not cooperating with me or I go into that full-blown exhaustion fatigue mode is I step back and I look at the big picture and a lot of times you'll notice that there are pillars that you normally have in your process that there's lack there. Or it may not be a, a, an aspect of lack in those pillars, but maybe you're overloading one of them and that's where that lack's coming. Does that make sense? So it's important to keep balance. And, and I say that word because everyone's like balance that doesn't exist, right? It's so hard. We're always working on it. But it's, in, it's important to keep, like you're saying, whatever pillars you choose in your life to run this process, this mapping, you know, this, this roadmap to how, how you get through it and, and perform, to keep it, to keep it uh, just fine-tuned. And that's what gives us this end result that we want. And I don't know about you, man. Like, for me, one of the biggest things that if I don't have it regularly and there's lack, I notice it right away mm-hmm. is exercise, is movement. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest ones for me. What would you say for you, you know, when one of them starts to slip where you start to see changes? 
Well, that, that's a huge one for me too. I mean, and, and speaking of, I mean, before we got on this call, I was, I was sharing with Dr. David, like, I don't feel like I'm on my game. I'm, I'm feeling the overwhelm. And I think a lot of us feel that around this time of year. And, you know, funny enough, I, I my, my youngest son has been sick this last week with a cough, which means I'm, I'm sleeping with him because he's waking up so often at nighttime and, and which means it crunches into my, my, my me time, which is first thing in the morning. So I've had a couple of days in a row where I haven't been on my routine and I take a good hour, an hour and a half in the morning for myself typically. And that involves going to the gym, doing some meditation and prayer and a little bit of yoga. Uh, and when that's not there, man, it's, it's where the, the, it comes off the rails. Totally. Oh, and, it's, and it's so important the sleep and then that morning routine. I mean, I, I, we were just saying, I, I need my morning time. That, that's a very special time for me. Uh, many, many of you who are listening, you'll probably notice there is a certain time of day where you're just in that mode and you need that time to yourself to get those things done so that you can get the day that you're looking for like that. So Brother, let's hit them with these pillars. Go ahead and get, let's tell them. All what right. They are. So number one, obviously this is the Dr. Dad show. So we focus on health and healing. So that's number one. Um, and we'll go, we'll dive into them each as we go along. But so healing, number two is movement. Number three is mindset. Number four is lifestyle. Number five is connection. And number six is community. So when we start off with healing, Start off with number one, health. Absolutely, man. Number one for a reason, right? Like we talk about, uh, you know, we didn't put these in any specific order necessarily, but if you're not healing, it's going to affect every other piece of these pillars. So you got to take care of your body. And, you know, let's give, let's give our listeners some of the ways that we do that and the way we live our lifestyles in these pillars. And one of them is detox. Yeah. And we just talked about this on our, on our last episode, but removing these interferences and keeping that process nice and clean on a daily basis of, of how we're eating to, you know, like we talked our and all these other things. You keep it clean, guys, because these little interferences that are just toxifying you nonstop, they'll hack away at you really quick. And, and those things are in your control, you know, because the stuff you can't control, your body has to deal with it anyway. So the stuff that we can remove these interferences, these toxic loads, this toxic burden, you got to buckle down. It, it's yeah. so important. You know, that was life changing for me and my wife uh, just from, you know, you think you're healthy and then you realize that you're really not. And then when you start really cleaning it up in that capacity, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. it's, it's massive. Yeah. And, you know, another thing to pay attention to here too is that, you know, sometimes we don't react, especially as men, we don't necessarily react until the moment is upon us, you know, so sometimes we, we take charge of our health after an event, after something more serious, maybe has shown up or a symptom or what have you. But, you know, I like to define health as, you know, a, a different paradigm, uh, or two different paradigms. One is we're reversing something that's, that's apparently showed up that's seemingly out of nowhere, but obviously, there's always a reason. And then optimization. And it's sort of this dance, I find of, of, of moving away from reversing something and towards optimization that, uh, that I know we've spoken about before, but that's, that's really the trajectory is to just always focusing on optimization. And the way that I look at that is, this is where rotation comes in, right? So when you're work, working on supplementation or what have you, I talk about a lot about targeted therapy versus core therapy. And so maybe for a couple months I'm, I'm focusing on brain and then another couple months I'm focusing on optimizing 
muscle building and repair, and then and then maybe it's something else. And so there's a rotational quality, just like there's a seasonal quality to how we're eating, and there's variation in how we exercise. And so if we can take this kind of mindset to, you know, picking an area and focusing on it and not trying to do everything all at once, right? Well, and that's, you're talking the process, right? I mean, that's how we, we keep our performance at the level we know we're capable of. And you said something, you know, sometimes life throws us curveballs. We don't see it coming all the time, right? You can yeah. feel one, you could feel fine one day and then literally it just hits you the next day. You never even saw it coming. It's like Mike Tyson just gives you that right hook and just knocks you out. And you're just like, what happened? Like, what's wrong with me? And I kind of went through that this week. I have a quick story. So this is good for this pillar. Hmm. I went into adrenal exhaustion, man. I'm not, you know, it's one of those things that like, you don't always see it coming. Sometimes you do, but I had just one of those days, my stress levels were overloaded and my emotional stress just got the best of me and it blew me out. Mm -hmm. So targeted therapies were a must at that point. So I knew that, okay, now I have to support my body. And like you're saying, there's certain supplements. There was adrenal support. I did some mitochondrial support. I did a lot of things to downregulate oxidation, some other things. And then I even did some emotional work on myself to try to address where I knew the root was yeah. so that I can get out of this spot that I'm in. So it was very targeted because I knew where I was at and what needed to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes throughout the year, like you're saying, you're just in your process, everything's good. But then, yeah, you're going to have to target something because yeah. all of a sudden something shifts. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, David. I mean, that's, that's so clear. And I, th I think people really grasp that because we can also get stuck that, you know, my adrenals are shot. Therefore for the next year I'm supplementing and taking things for my adrenals. You may be on just one product, which, which seems like for years. And the reality is that maybe you, you just need a little bit of extra support during that period of time and it's time to rotate again. So well, yeah, and, and since you that. said that, very important, let me just leave them with this. An adrenal support is for temporary use. You know, when you, I tell my clients and patients, you know, four or five days, you need to address why you're stressed. Yeah. That's what's the fix is this is just to get you over the hump so that you can function so you don't feel horrible for the next four or five days. Yeah. But these supports are temporary. And then once you're out of it, you need to get back on the horse and, you know, get back in your regular process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's not something that, you know, I have some of these clients, they like to go fast is what I say. Right. <laughs> uh, and they, it's almost like, just give me this stuff so I can keep going at the speed I need to go at. And I tell them that is not the idea that we're trying to accomplish here. Cause in, in reality, they're not, they're not healing. They're just trying to, they're overcompensating with other stuff. And eventually, the car is going to blow. Yeah. The engine's going to blow. Yeah. And, and listen in, like David just described, he worked on his uh, mental, emotional state. He worked on his physical body. He took him, he gave himself a break and he started to supplement accordingly. Like that's, that's healing right there. That's working on multi level and multi layers uh, to that process. And, and yeah, so many people come in saying, how do I adapt more to my life? How do I stay at this high performance level? And keep, you know, keep me there by supplementing me uh, so I can stay there when really we haven't learned a thing. We've just learned how to supplement to, to support resiliency to some degree, but we haven't really learned true resiliency, which is reflection, that parasympathetic state, you know, winding things down, changing things up. And, that, and that's where the magic of healing is. It's, it's in diversification. Absolutely. That rest is so important, right? Stress plus yeah. rest equals growth. And it took me so long to understand that rest aspect, man. But 
that's where you get back on the horse quicker. It's not pushing through it and just saying, oh, I'll get through it and I'll be fine. No, your performance can lag for weeks at a time, months for some people, because yeah. they, don't, they don't dial back for a short period. Yeah. Let them that bar reset and then hit it hard again. No, and then their body's good. Yeah. So it just takes that little, you know, that little break sometimes. And that's that's a nice transition to movement. So let's let's talk about that. Right. Oh, so important. You know, yeah. movement. This, you know, I wrote some things down. We got fitness, uh, ergonomics for some people. You know, if you have a desk job, you're sitting behind a computer all day, and then what I call uh, most stability or mobility stability of of our body. Uh, so important. So mm-hmm. we don't move enough. You know, most people aren't moving enough. Uh, I'm a chiropractor. So, you know, this is a, something I talk about a lot all the time. But, you know, some individuals go from waking up in the morning to jumping in their car to going to their office, sitting in a desk all day to going to lunch, sitting at a lunch table to going home, sitting at the dinner table to watching some TV and going to bed. And that's all they're doing all day. Yeah. And and they're not moving. Mm-hmm. And, and people, you're built to move. Your body needs to move to thrive, period. And it needs to move in all kinds of capacities. You know, and, and much of the movement most people are getting is very unidimensional. Mm-hmm. It's not multidimensional. And, and we need to move in all fashions or forms to stay healthy for our joints, for our muscles, for our nervous system. I mean, there's so many, for our fascia, there's so many layers that movement is so important. So like I just said, this is a huge pillar for me. Mm-hmm. It's not always exercise that I'm I'm lacking when my process starts to to fail. Sometimes I just need to go like like we've done together. We've done some yoga, mm-hmm. or we did some of that um, GMB fitness stuff, right? We did the mm-hmm. bear and the and the monkey, and you know I get up sometimes in the morning and I don't feel like doing a full blown workout, but I just need to move. So what yeah. do I do? I do some plyometrics and calisthenics for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Heart rate up. I jump on the treadmill, right? I maybe just do rebounding on, on, on the trampoline for a little while and do some stretching. It, it, it's always different. Yeah. But I, the, the, the foundation is always the same. I just know that I need to move, that my body needs to move. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. And, and for those of you who are listening, we're going to post some of those videos of the bear, the frog, the monkey, and the spider on our Facebook page uh, because these are – very complex um, movements that uh, that we all need to readapt back into our bodies. And I love that you said that too, because I think of micro workouts. You know, we're we're so conditioned to think that exercise and movement means going to the gym, running on the treadmill, hitting the weights really hard. But sometimes it's just you know taking a little time out. Maybe you're doing you do get down and do twenty push ups. Maybe you do some wall sits. Maybe you just go for a little walk. You know, movement doesn't necessarily have to be carved out at the same time every single day it just has to be something so that's 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 awesome stuff you know and i think people like you said the more they think of it as like exercise and work the less they want to do it and so i tell people just move like yeah. you know one, one of the games since you know this is the doctor dads i love playing with my little boy is we talk we play this game called follow the leader mm-hmm. so you, do you remember playing that game yeah, growing up? Definitely. So, like, we'll be at a playground, and I'll just tell him, follow me. And so he has to climb over things. He's got to jump down. I mean, he's got to do as daddy does. And he's just moving his body in different capacities. And that's really all I'm trying to accomplish with him is he's learning his body as he's developing. And it's great for him, especially yeah. for kids. They need to move nonstop. Definitely. Nonstop. Wrestling, right? Oh, that's like – 
Oh, Great way to release oxytocin and BDNF for the kids, brain-derived neurotropic factor. I mean, and it helps with bonding. I mean, it's a great way to just do a little activity. Oh, yeah. 20 minutes of WWE in the <laughs> living room on the car, in, the, in the middle of the carpet. And That's it. Go, man. Yeah, and they don't hold back. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. You always have to remind them of the no scratching or hitting the face rule. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing below the belt, of course. Right, right. All right. So, I mean, speaking of kids, I mean, the next one is mindset. And I can't help but think I've leveled up in every kind of way when I've had the proper mentorship that's allowed me to move into a, in a, in a greater awareness or, or a higher mindset. And so I think of mentorship with books, with conferences, with, you know, great colleagues. Um, there's lots of ways to be mentored. And, uh, and that's all enhancing and supporting a healthy mindset. Uh, what do you think about that, David? Oh, it's key. Um, that was a, you know, that was a, well, let's talk about this first before I get into that. I think finding the right mentor, we talked about this, I think yeah. on our first podcast, I think some of the difficulty there is finding the right mentor, somebody that resonates with you mm -hmm. and some of your beliefs and, and kind of where, where you want to go with your life. So Mentorship, I think, is key. Everybody needs a mentor, and your mentors will change throughout your journey. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's very important that you always have somebody that's helping you level up your game and really seeing things from a really a different perspective sometimes. And then, you know, they, uh, you know, we have so, so many. I mean, we talk about some of these people we work with, like Dr. Pompa, and you know, I, I consider you one of my mentors, man, because we have this this awesome friendship. But I, you know, I'm highly respectful of what you do, man, and, and just blown away. You know, you, all these podcasts, I learn something every time. Mm -hmm. But think about these mentors that we have and how much you learn on a daily basis by being immersed with these people. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just con that learning is so important. So if you don't have mentorship in your life, find somebody who you resonate that's where you want to be mm -hmm. and, and search them out and start learning from them. Yeah. Yeah, and I really feel like it's the only, I think it's the fastest way into a better growth type of, type of mindset is to really see what other people are doing, find someone that you, like you said, you really resonate with. But also, the challenge really is, because I know I've been a victim to this, or I've been, I've let, allowed myself to, to have this mindset where my mentor is up here. And I never see myself as an equal to my mentor. And that's a mindset issue as well, you know. Um, and that could go back to maybe not having the kind of connection I needed with my father as a young child to, you know, maybe always feeling less than a, a, an older brother or a sibling or, you know, whatever that is for you. But it's, I know in my own personal life, I always had a difficult time meeting my mentor and not putting them on a pedestal because we learn so many different things from so many, so many different people. And like you said, I mean, I, David, I learned so much from you as well. And I, you know, I really value our, our friendship too. And, um, you know, this is where it's so easy to get stuck is that we, we put someone on a pedestal. We, we see someone as greater than us. We see, we think that what's possible for them isn't necessarily possible for us. And it's this unattainable, unhealthy relationship in our mindset that's creating an unhealthy relationship and mentorship. So even it's good to reflect on, on, on why you feel aligned with someone, why you feel like there's a lesson to be learned and, and, and challenge yourself with it and challenge your mentor on it and be open to, you know, sticking it to your mentor and say, Hey, 
I don't agree with you on this. Tell me, tell me about this. Let's have a dialogue, right? And, and don't be afraid of that, I think. And that's part of what creates that resiliency in the mindset. Well, and I think a good mentor will invite that. Mm-hmm. They invite that. It's okay to question me. You know, because a good teacher, it's okay to question a good teacher. Yeah. We, you know, we don't know it all. Yeah. And so I'm huge on, okay, I don't know it all, but what I do know, I'm pretty good at. But maybe I don't, maybe even that's not all of it. I'm still learning. I learn every day. Mm-hmm. But who do I search out? I find people that I, that, that I find in high regard that, that are very highly respected in my field. Mm-hmm. And it's for different things. I have a mentor for, for being a doctor and, and a healer. I have a mentor for emotional health, right? Mm-hmm. We have mentors for, you know, my fitness. I have all kinds of mentors in different categories of these pillars that help me be a better me. Mm-hmm. So I would say outside of just looking for one, you'll find different ones in some of these pillars that we talk about. I mean, we could be mentors and healing for you all. You know, uh, I'll give a shout out to Ben Greenfield here. He's a big mentor of mine for the movement. You know, I learned so much from that guy. He's just brilliant, you know. Um, and then mindset, you know, I've dipped into some stuff, you know, with Vishen Lapkiani and I've read a lot of different books. You know, uh, I used to listen to Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness. So, and he has, I mean, a wonderful guest on there that talk about mindset and I've read a, a number of books, but it doesn't matter where you start. You just got to start enveloping in, into these mindset type things for growth. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and you know what? I... I've learned from listening to Bruce Lipton is a mentor of mine as well. I love that guy. Love it. Because it really, you know, the biology of belief, if you haven't followed any of his work, just understanding how our neurochemistry is, is being programmed constantly by the paradigm or how we see the world. And it's our perception of our environment that's determining the communication to ourselves. And, and one of the things that he talks a lot about is that, you know, very easily where you're stuck. Is, is looking at where you're challenged in life, where you feel like you've, you've been beating your head against the wall and not getting, gaining ground on it. That's a subconscious pattern, no doubt, that's really messing with your mindset. And it's something you need to go into. You know, we're taught in our culture or we're all programmed to avoid pain and not go into the discomfort. But that's, that's actually exactly what you need to go in, into, right? When you're stuck with your health, you got to, like you said, you got to find a mentor that's going to guide you through when you're stuck in, finances you find a mentor there and so it's uh, i love that perspective of going into this discomfort but looking at your discomfort as an area to find out where you need to change your mindset well and like you're saying it's emotional discomfort you know i think if people felt pain when when there was other things they don't you know like they feel physical pain when something hurts so they know okay i need to go and do something to address my body but we have other pains in life, everybody. Like Nick's saying, you have emotional pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's pains from finances or time management that we don't have, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's grief. Or, it doesn't matter what it is, but you have to address what that is that's going on with you and understand what it is and recognize it as a symptom. Mm-hmm. And that resistance is, hey, address me, address me. Yeah. It's your body yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Love it. So the next one is lifestyle. So one of the things we talked about here is your lifestyle is your core support. It's what you always fall back to. So it could literally encompass all of these pillars, but it's everyone has something I think unique in their lifestyle that helps them to ground, but it's, it's your core set of tools from nutrition, from uh, supplementation, from exercise, from mindset. It's kind of like, it's, I like to just keep looking back on it personally. Again, if I'm in a rut, 
I go back to what's my lifestyle looking like? How am I feeding my soul? How am I nurturing my body? How am I, you know, spending focus on my relationships? What am I doing for exercise? It's kind of like that overall, uh, overall assessment. And it's, uh, it's like a backbone. Well, and I like to use this analogy. I'm going to, you know, go a little further. We've all been in these situations, you know, me included, where we put too much on our plate. So what does that mean? Well, from a lifestyle standpoint, we all make commitments to things in our lives. And sometimes we kind of overshoot what we are really capable of mm -hmm. handling. And you're really setting yourself up for a little bit of failure or some health issues long term when you go in these patches. Because like I said earlier, you can't run the car at 100 miles an hour for four months straight and get mm -hmm. away with it. You, there's yeah. going to be something that's going to break down. So you talk about these pillars that you need to have in your lifestyle, but what starts to get sacrificed in your lifestyle when you put too much on your plate? Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the fall, this time of year going into Christmas, I was telling patients all week, it almost seems like we're three to four times busier in the fall than we are any other time of year. Like everyone's just going and going and going. And there's just so much going on. So by the time you hit Christmas, everyone's blown out. Like they're just mm -hmm. done. They're just ready for January to reset and get started again. Yeah. And, and I think along with that, like, yeah, if we're, if we're developing a model of what that perfect life looks like, I think that's something good to reflect on. Like how many days a week do you want to work? You know, what kind of financial security do you need? Um, do you need to pay down loans? Do you, um, you know, how much time can you spend with your family? You know, how many months do you take off for vacation or whatever? Like, and, and how much me time do you, do you get a chance to take for yourself? So even lifestyle from a time management point of view and, and what your ideal life could and should look like is something that we, you know, can, can continuously come back to. And if we know that we're like a chicken with our head cut off around this time of year, what do we need to do extra to help support this lifestyle that we're in? Well, and like you're, and like you're saying for performance, depending on what you choose for that lifestyle, there's either more needed for some people and for some less, but you know, balance is important. Like you're saying, and you and me, I think we've created some pretty amazing balance in our everyday life with how often you work and the, mm -hmm. the breaks that you take. And, you know, we were talking about vacation time before we jumped on the podcast. So, you know, this stuff has, you have to schedule rest time. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to people, lifestyle medicine all the time about, Hey, Sometimes you need schedule a vacation every three months, even if it's a weekend getaway or you're just yeah. going to stay home and veg all weekend and do nothing. Sometimes yeah. that's the best medicine, mm -hmm. but nobody schedules it, right? They don't think of scheduling it in just like do it. They do everything else. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing on that, just being dads, obviously there's a, there's another partner in our lives. There's a, a beautiful, both of us are lucky enough to have such amazing wives. Um, scheduling date nights. I, and I've been challenged by this big time, especially with young kids. But it massively helps. It reminds me, I got a, we've got a couple foot massage uh, vouchers that we have to go and take advantage of. Uh, but that's, that's huge, man. Like making time for your, your, your other half uh, is huge for that lifestyle optimization. Oh, the quality time's huge. And like you're saying, it doesn't always have to be like a date night where you're going to dinner and it's all yeah. fancy. Like you say, you're just going to go get a, a pedicure, right? Or a yeah. foot massage. Foot massage, yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's just that quality time. Because yeah. when you have kids, you all know how it goes. You're not spending that, that quality time you need with your loved one, your significant other. And it's so important uh, to, to schedule that 
because life will get the best of you sometimes. And I don't know about you, but I think our kids' social schedules are like way busier than ours. I mean, my kid, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. And you got two, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how people do it with three or, or more. Oh, wow. My hat's off to them. My hat's off to them. Yeah. And, and that brings us to the next one. It's connection, right? And I love this because for me, this is one of the ones that I know even just connecting with you, David, connecting with friends, con just connection in general, which is also tied to the number six, which is community. But connection is also connecting to something bigger. You know, it's something, I don't care what kind of philosophy or spiritual outlook someone has on life. We are so much more connected to this planet than we give ourselves credit for. You know, I like to think of us, we're either the pathogenic microbes on this planet or we're the symbiotes, we're the ones that are helping to serve the environment around us. So even connection could be, you could be a naturalist, you could spend time in nature, you could be, you know, trail running uh, for your Spartan uh, race, uh, you know, exercise or, you know, this, whatever this connection is for you, you just need more of it. I mean, that's the reality. We're, we're disconnected from our earth. We know we get in a ton of amazing energy, just grounding, getting our feet on the, on the ground and, receiving that sun, which unfortunately we don't get a lot here in Vancouver, but I see a blue sky behind you, David. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, this, whatever that connection is for you, it just needs to be repetitive. And part of my connection in the morning is doing my prayer and meditation and yoga. That's me connecting to something bigger. And I feel a whole lot bigger, more expansive when I go through this practice. What is it for you? You know, for me, you know, the, of course the spiritual pieces and I do do the meditation stuff, but one of the big ones you just said it, getting outdoors you know the connection to mother earth is so huge we're losing that connection and i think that's a lot why that's a, a big reason why people are losing their health i think that's a big reason why the world is the way it is right now i mean you were talking about dr bruce lipton i was reading an article about him the other day he was in santa fe uh you know just west of el paso here and he was talking at a conference and he was speaking about that exact thing of how we've lost the connection and thought that we've, we've gotten to a point where we don't think we need mother earth. Hmm. And what we don't realize is we need everything that she has for us to thrive. And there's a complete disconnect and we're in this process of de-evolution right now. So, you know, I get outdoors as much as I can. I love being outside. I go on trail runs when I can. I have this beautiful mountain behind me, no houses behind me. Hmm. We have all these trails. Uh, whether it's that or getting my little boy to the park or, you know, heading out for the weekend into the mountains and going camping, it doesn't matter. But for me, there's just this amazing stress relief that I get and this centering, kind of like what meditation does for some people. Uh, when I get out there and I just kind of like be one with like, I'm out of the city, I'm out of all the craziness and I'm just like in the stillness of nature. Mm -hmm. Love it. I, sometimes I feel like we need to move down to El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you live in that beautiful city, though, man. Things, you know, you get to do that year-round. I mean, friend, for us, I mean, big part of what we get to do here in the winter is obviously go spend time in the mountains and do some snowboarding and skiing, and you know, that's that's connection too. But there's something pretty magical about being in a place where there's not a lot of people around. You get to connect with nature, and for us, why we love our trips to Baja and, and retreating. And feeling connected to the ocean. I mean, we love surfing. And so I feel deeply connected to that Mother Earth when I'm in the water and waiting for the next wave and just appreciating the beauty. 
You know, and I would say that connection piece, Nick, that feeds into lifestyle, that feeds into improving your mindset. You know, yeah. you're getting you're getting that healing effect. There's so many things that this connection plays into on our other pillars. But like you're saying, whether it's a spiritual thing, whether you're religious or you have a connection with the universe, you know, or, or like we're saying, just getting outdoors with, with Mother Nature and becoming a naturalist, it's essential. So if you don't have it, y'all got to figure out what it needs to be for you. And, and just get started somewhere. Yeah. All right. And last pillar, everybody, community. This is huge. Uh, even for me, if I and I never realized just how darn important this was for me. I, I'm I'm the kind of guy who had a lot of great friends, but they were they were never really the deep connections that that I really needed. And there's a difference between a superficial community. In a community that's really serving your soul and I know the difference now and I know that my stability and my mindset and my core and my health is actually directly connected to my effort in making stronger connections I mean at the level of intimate relationship with my wife to my kids to colleagues like you to my mentors um, feeling like you're part of something is is probably one of the most important things I think that we all need. And I can't remember where I read this, but apparently the, the most damaging thing to the psyche is to not feel like you belong, like you're not a part of a tribe. And uh, I take that to heart. And I didn't realize just how darn important it was until I had more people such as you in my life um, and my wife and like my, my kids, I realized that that tribe is really the glue that holds us together. We, we are so much more connected, like we just talked about with Mother Earth, but even to, to one another. We actually really need one another in order to live a, a full life. Well, and I think we're wired. I mean, that's in our DNA. You look at, you talk about, you know, this ancient type ancestral you know, history of the human race. And we've been in tribes since almost day one. And we've been in groups, right? Yeah. And like you're saying, science has gotten to the point where it's almost proving that we have to have this connection and feel like we are part of something bigger and part of another group, you know, that, mm -hmm. that there's a bigger piece to it. And, you know, I like giving this analogy of bubbles when it comes to your community. So you have your inner bubble, which is your family, like, right, this, this, this close-knit group. And then you move outwards from that, then you'll have your close, close friends, you know, like the ones like you're saying that are these very, very close, like almost family friends. Mm -hmm. And then most people will have a third bubble and some people four and five bubbles, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to focus on true, you know, constant, consistent connection with which however many bubbles you have and really think about what are the most important bubbles to you. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I've only got so much time in a day in my life. So I have to dial it back to, I would probably say maybe three bubbles deep. Mm -hmm. So I have my, my immediate family, my wife, my kid, my, my parents, my in-laws, you know, all these people that are very dear and, and I love with all of my heart. And then outside of that, you know, I have my, my next bubble, which is a, a group of friends that I have and that I'm very close with. And these are really only a few individuals that I literally speak to on a regular basis. And then outside of that, I have my work and my patients and all these people that I work with on a daily basis. So outside of that, I don't really have more time, so I can't push my bubbles out. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's where my connection lies, and that's where the focus in my life is. And that's really the community that, I, that I've created 
uh, for me, uh, where I where I give all of my energy to on a daily basis. I love that. That's a wonderful metaphor and uh, a just visualization of what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us listening right now, that I just heard it. Uh, I think of that too, and I think of like that's a great way of assessing. We only have so much time. We only have so much energy to give. And if we're feeding all these extraneous, you know, bubbles of, of people that maybe aren't really, you know, at our core, we're, we're wasting a lot of time and energy where it doesn't need to be. I mean, I think of that even at the level of patients. There's some patients who really get it, really want help, really want support. Or say you're doing a talk and you're, you're speaking to everybody and there's like the one person that just you know is not going to listen to you has a different opinion. We care so much that everybody likes us and wants to hear our message because we feel like we got something important to say, but we spend energy on worrying about that one that, that we just probably will never reach. And we probably all have people like that in our lives where we really want a connection. And, and it's just maybe they the, the path that they've already played or the purpose they've already played in life has already come to pass. And maybe it's the best thing we can do for each other is just to kind of move on and uh and so you can strengthen you can give more energy life and vitality to these other really important connections so that bubble thing man that was awesome those are such wise words everyone if you can rewind that rewind that because i literally (laughs) just had something like that happen in my life you know sometimes we have friends that you're very very close with in your life for an for a long time but then your journeys in life just take you in different places you maybe change a, a little bit Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're just in different places where there are other things in your life that are, that are priority. And, and for some reason, you know, however you want to look at it, sometimes other individuals show up in your life to replace these people because there's a separation there. And these are, I mean, it doesn't mean there's any love loss. Some of these friends you'll meet, you'll, you'll, uh, you know, end up starting right where you left off when you meet up with them or see them again sometime down the road and you keep in touch here and there. But, you know, I think as you go throughout this journey, it's going to evolve and you have to open yourself up to making new connections sometimes and being okay with losing old ones because that's just life. And, and, and it's a bummer sometimes because, you know, there's some people that are a big part of your life for maybe 10, 15 years. And then all of a sudden life shifts and there's new people that are a big part of your life for that next chapter. Mm-hmm. And so these friends won't always be the main characters in all your chapters but they'll always be in that book for you that, you know, the big picture. Awesome. Beautiful. That's, that's it. I mean, we just summarized our six pillars and that's such a nice finish because I love that metaphor of the book. We all have a story. We all have a, a guide and roadmap that took us to where we are and the path keeps changing. And that's part of the excitement of life. And that's part of the excitement, even of this podcast for us and for you guys to listen in on and um, is really that we're, we're writing a new, new story um, every time we connect with others and, and, and the story can keep changing and that's okay. And we can keep writing a new one. There's, we're not stuck in our old stories and uh, uh, your, your, your models for looking at the, the world today were just completely on point And I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. So let's list off the, the six pillars and then we'll do some home play. So we've got yeah. heal again, in no particular order, heal movement, mindset, lifestyle, connection, and community. I just had a quick little uh, shift on, um, on what I'd like their home play to be, David. 
I was thinking instead of giving them one assignment to do, why not create your own pillars? Right? Yeah. You know, I was going to mention something like that. I'm glad you said that. You know, one thing I learned from Tony Robbins, and this might be a good exercise for our home play today, mm. is yeah. draw a circle. Like uh, you're going to do like a pie and create you know, we have six pillars here. Some of you may have five, six, eight. I don't know how many it may be, but pick out your pillars, draw a circle, make a little pie chart and basically label all your pillars. And then I want you to basically shade in each of your pillars with how much you actually think you're contributing to that pillar right now with your process. And the reason I'd like you to do this is because you're going to shade in from the in, inner part of the circle outwards. And after you're done shading in each piece, you're going to be able to look and really see, is this circle basically, uh, you know, are you getting this nice smooth circle all around with where you've shaded in? Or do you have these big drops and gaps as you're circling this thing in? And it's really hard to describe it, but uh, what you're going to notice is if, if it's a wheel and everything's pretty balanced in this process, you can roll that wheel, right? You're going to get momentum. But if there's these big jagged, you know, drops and in, in where you're shading, it's going to look all jagged and you're not going to be rolling and getting momentum. So what I've learned for me is you got, when, when you're looking for that balance and to get better performance out of this process, you've got to make sure that where there's lack in these pillars that you're making up for that and you're finding that balance. Yeah, I got that. I got that image loud and clear. I think that that's, that's a great way of describing it and a great exercise. So yeah. And then well done, like I said, pick, pick the weakest one, get going there. And then like you said, you'll, you'll maybe look back in three, six months at this thing and be like, Oh wow, look, I've, I've made some changes in where I've had my focus and it's had big improvements for my life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, there you go, everybody. That's another episode of the Dr. Dads. Uh, don't forget to share and uh, like, and subscribe to the channel. If you feel like it's helping and adding value to your life. And uh, please just write to us on our Facebook page and let us know if there's any particular topics you'd like to learn more about. We're going to be diving into some Spartan race uh, discussions on the, on the next couple. And we've got some exciting guests coming down the pipeline. So uh, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Dr. David, have an amazing week. And Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, brother. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.